Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is That's hard. for sure. Welcome to the Life is Hard podcast. I'm alone at the moment. With any luck, Rob will call in shortly. Uh, running a little late here, and I haven't heard from him. So, oh, wait, he's calling in. There he is. Hold on. And there's Rob joining us for the podcast. I thought he wouldn't make it. Are we already recording? We are already recording because you're five oh, minutes late. Oh, my goodness. What do you want from this operation? We have to keep our schedule. The internet, the, oh, wait, wait, the satellite radio shows do not wait for us. How about now? That's great. You sound great. Better. All right. Have you gotten your All booster? Right. Have you been boosted? I'm a mess right now. I still have to shut my door and. Oh well, take your time. Get I'll the just thing out of the way. I'll just get. Down. I'll get boosted while you're doing that. Okay. Because you know the long COVID thing is bad. So I'll tell a science joke while you're away. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me while you're away, but. I've got this science joke. It says, two antennas got married. The wedding was okay, but the reception was incredible. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know where I find these jokes. I really don't. But, I do. Twitter. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I... So you can hear me. Ha-ha. I could just barely hear you back there. I don't know how right, well the right. audience will be able to hear how you. How about now? Well, I can hear you fine now. I mean, you're now you're obviously up close and personal. <sighs> so now my phone is beeping. Oh Jeez. my gosh, what the heck is going on around here? I'm telling you. Well, while you're worried about your phone beeping, I'm going to mention that there's a new development in Florida. There, uh, recently, Florida. recently, DeSantis and his crew have implemented the voter police or the election police, election security force, people that can, you know, arrest people for... For fraudulent voting? Well, yeah, or and or using the wrong pen on the voting ballot. You know, they tell you to use a black, blue or black pen, and they come in with a red pen and throw them in prison for that. Mm, Jesus Christ. I made that up, but there actually, there was 20 people they went and got and arrested. The The... The penalties are onerous. I mean, they're ridiculous. I, I can see where people would just be afraid to vote because if oh, – so this is great. So these people, all all the ones that they interviewed or talked to had all gone – okay, so they're, they're felons, right? And um, the, the people of Florida passed an amendment to their constitution that would let felons vote after they had served their time except for uh, serious sex offenders and murderers. And okay. so, anyway, the um, these people apparently didn't weren't covered under the you know the felons that were allowed to vote, and they weren't sure if they were or not. Um, but in some cases, they were actually encouraged to register to vote by someone you know, like when they, the DMV or something. They said, "Yo, you need to register to vote." And they're like, "But I can't." And they're like, "Well, you know, maybe you can give it a try, and if they accept it, then great, right?" Well, anyway, they got their voter registration cards. The state cleared them to vote. And Sweet. Yeah, and apparently, I mean, none of them lied on the application or anything else. They just, you know, applied and got... The, anyway, 
They it's went a, the bank makes an error in your favor. Collect fifty dollars, right? Yeah. Well, they went and voted, and now they've got a thousand dollar fine and a five year prison sentence for having voted. Nice. Yeah. That's crazy. That's democracy, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascism, is what that is. But no, I mean, it's you think about the chilling effect that would have on anybody who isn't sure if they can vote legally. Because they're looking at a five-year prison sentence. I mean, you don't even get five years for raping somebody half the time. I mean, that's a serious fucking prison sentence right? for for something like, oh, I accidentally... I mean, it'd be one thing if you voted intentionally fraudulently, right? You know, you, you, mm-hmm. you got your dead father's voting card and went in and voted twice. And there have been people caught for that in Florida, and they have not been prosecuted in the same way. All, you can probably imagine that all these people who are being prosecuted are, pre, you know, poor people who, you know, are just trying to recover from their felony charges and stuff. They're, they're not people that are, you know, wealthy white voters in some gated community. Right. Who have been caught, you know, intentionally fraudulently voting. Um, but anyway, it's just stupid. The whole thing is stupid. Just, it's just another example of how DeSantis is evil. I I'm afraid DeSantis is going to take Trump's place because people like him. Not everybody wants to. They did a poll and they didn't. Not everybody wants to replace Trump with DeSantis. But DeSantis would be a pretty likely uh, replacement for Trump, and he's smarter than Trump. You know, he's right. not going to be a complete buffoon. He's gonna. He's pretty well spoken, and he generally makes pretty good cases for his policies, even though he's being disingenuous. You know, he makes a pretty, you know, he's, you know, he makes it sound like it's a pretty good idea. Theocratic rules rising in the charts. Yeah. We, we might get President DeSantis before the Russians blow us all up. Oh, have you heard the debacle? So I think Monty Python was onto something because <laughs> you know how Monty Python would like, State, always state the obvious, and then someone would, would say, no, that's not true. And you'd be yeah. like, but it's obviously true. No, it's not. Well, the whole world is now doing this, and, and it's not it's world leaders. I mean, it's not just like the onion anymore, right? Right. So you've got, you've got Iran is selling drones to Russia, and Russia is using them to attack Ukraine, and Ukraine has shot some down, and they've got the you know pieces reassembled. They've got this drone that is an Iranian drone, and um, it's been relabeled, right? It's been repainted so that it has Russian numbers on it, but it's clearly an Iranian drone, right? And yeah. and Iran is saying, no, we didn't. We didn't sell Russia anything to use in the war. Like we're we're not you know we're not helping Russia with this war. And it's just, the, and by the way, they also sent, it's not like they didn't know Russia was using them for this because they sent their Republican guard over to Crimea to train the Russians and how to use the drones in attacking Ukraine. So it's just like, it's just so funny because it's so obvious what they're doing. And they're like, right. no, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts, man. The whole world is going to shit. And nuclear war is rising now. Well, there's definitely the threat of World War III. I, if we can keep it conventional, 
Putin can't hold on. There's no way he can hold out against NATO. He can barely hold out against Ukraine. So, even with Iranian drone help? Yeah, even with the no, help I'm from... I'm serious. No, I'm serious too. I mean, if, if Iran and China pitch in, they will end up losing their asses. First of all, China is almost completely dependent on us economically. They don't want to be, and they're trying to change that, but they are. You know, I mean, if we went to war with China, it's not like it would just be a shooting war. It'd be a lot of, you know, the fact that China just wouldn't have anything to do anymore because everything they make gets sold to the United States. Um, if not to the United it's States, all then nuts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think what all we, this all is fighting because of rules and because people want to like make other people. Who, under them you know what i mean they want power over other people it's all just, i know is i would just like to have a insane. a momentary reset where we all just look at each other and go clearly this has given us a good perspective on how interdependent everybody is on everybody else i mean Russia gets disconnected from the world because of sanctions and the price of oil skyrockets because all of a sudden, wow, we just lost a third of the oil supply. China gets disconnected. Like, we can't get semiconductors, right? We can't build cars. We can't do anything. And China's screwed because they can't make any money. I mean, the, the whole thing, like, wait, wait, stop, stop. Everybody just stop, right? Exactly. This is, this is exactly why we need to get the fuck along. Why the hell are people stirring? And, Sorry. Yeah, get along and work together too. Though yeah. I mean, you know, like come cooperate. On. We can all be much better and healthier and absolutely stronger and happier and all that crap if we would just like turn all that bullshit off. Yeah, how is anybody served by this denial of reality? These wars. These behind-the-scenes dealings and, and whatever and whatnot nefarious bullshit that's going on, nobody is served by any of this stuff. It all comes around at some point. You can't do anything without somehow impacting somebody else somewhere down the line, which will eventually impact you. And it just it's just, you know, like, like you said, we all just need to cooperate. We need to, to work together for a common goal. And it's clear that, we have a common goal. You know, it's not, at this point, it's become painfully obvious between the... Well, we have multiple common goals. Let me tell you some of them. Climate change, COVID, heat-resistant fungi. Oh, yeah, that's a good An one. AI takeover, yeah. zombie apocalypse, IRS letters, for heaven's sake. I'm looking forward you know to the saying? AI takeover. Honestly... I, you know, one of two things can happen. Either the That's AI, fine. at least you'll run it better. Yeah, I mean, the AI is going to make decisions based on some sort of logic, right? It's some sort of facts on the ground, not political bullshit or will I get reelected next year or anything else. Um, I mean, they may end up exterminating us because we're the problem, and honestly, I might be okay with that. You know, it's like, well. If that's what it takes to fix the planet, then I guess that's what it takes because we fucked it yeah. up. Yeah, and I mean, and there's something poetic about that, right? Like, yeah, kind of it's, we like create. There's a, <laughs> like there's a moral in that story, whereas if it were like slaughter by raging monkeys, which is just completely random, yeah, you know, that, that would, what's the word when 
it crystallizes how entirely pointless everything ever was. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Not sure like, what the word for that is, but I know there's, like, there's some like, karma, karma in this. There's some, you know. Imagine going to see this movie, and this movie is a drama, and these families are at war, and the whole thing, and it builds up to this epic moment, and it's on the brink of just exploding and everything, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, nobody's ever heard of, in the whole movie, raging monkeys come out and kill everybody, and then they roll the credits. <laughs> Right, just like, some random event, would, <laughs> un, unrelated to anything that we thought was going to kill everybody. Right. Could you imagine, like, the reviews on that movie? Yeah. <laughs> it's people. trash. It's horrible. <laughs> what the hell does it mean? You know. <clears throat> well, I, and to be fair, one of the reasons why cosmologists and people who, who uh, pontificate endlessly on these subjects don't believe that we will ever encounter another intelligent life form in the universe. One of the reasons why they don't is because um, I believe there's like five points they make. One of them is that any sufficiently advanced society will destroy itself. So what they're saying is, if you think about like the time frame of the universe civilizations could pop up at any moment. There's no rule that says it's going to take this long for someone to evolve, you know, and become technically advanced, right? Okay. And and there's no rule that says the evolution will start at this time because different planets were formed at different times in the in the history of the universe. So we've got planets being formed all the time. There's planets being formed right now that will may may produce intelligent life in 4 or 5 billion years, right? But the yeah, point is that, okay. that yeah, I'm following you. if you look at the time span of our advanced civilization, you say, okay, when did we become like able to transmit radio signals? You know, when did we become able to, to go into space? It'd be like in the last hundred years, right? And sure. there's a chance that we'll destroy ourselves in the next hundred years. So you have like a 200-year window when we could actually communicate with someone on another planet somewhere. That's a pretty small window when you think about the billions of years. And highly depressing, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, well, and now consider the fact that we're spread out over, you know, literally billions of planets, because that's even an understatement. Supposedly there's 100 million galaxies that we can observe or something like that, each each right, that has right, right. hundreds of millions of stars. So you've got potentially, you know, Trillions so, of planets right. out there. So there's no doubt that at some point in time along the way and possibly now that there's other intelligent beings out there, but there's also no chance in hell that we will ever be able to confirm that with them. The chances of us ever encountering another intelligent life is just minuscule. But this is all theoretical. But the, like I say, the people that pontificate on these things pontificate on, okay, so... We have to be close enough to each other, right? Which is a huge problem to start with because now you're talking about just a small group of planets that are within, you know, range of being able to actually communicate in, in the lifetime of a person, right? And then we have to be chronologically aligned. Like we both have to reach this level of sophistication at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. yeah. And Which is the hardest part probably. Well, it's a huge, you know, if you multiply those two, if you say you have a, you know, 1% chance of being in the right neighborhood and a 1% chance of being in the right time frame, which by the way, 1% is probably way too high a percentage, but you multiply those, now you have a hundredth of a percent. Right. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, it starts getting to be the, 
<clears throat> the chances are astronomically against you. And I always said that. I always said, you know, like like people talk about, you know, we've been visited by aliens. I'm like, you know, how many different alien species do you think have come by? I mean, like, what are the chances that any aliens would come by? Just about nil. But um, now there may have been aliens thousands of years ago before we were, you know, much more than cave people, right? that came by and said, oh, these guys haven't developed to any significant point yet. And they may have gone on their merry way thinking we're going to come back and then may promptly destroyed themselves because they reached a point in their technological advancement that they did what we're about to do, right? Right. So, like, it's just, it's just, but, yeah, that's one of the things that, that they say is that any sufficiently advanced civilization will basically wipe itself out with its own technology. And it's like, oh, that's promising. <laughs> But it's the nature, I don't know if the nature of other species will be like humans. I mean, could anybody, if you think about how flawed we are, what are the chances that an alien species could be as fucked up as we are? (laughs) Seriously, I mean, we are capable of cognitive dissonance beyond belief. We're, our confirmation bias, our ability to deceive ourselves is so great that you wonder how we ever make it past Puberty. <laughs> eh, and the universe is going to correct it. One of these ways. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't think for a minute that we're going to survive more than a couple hundred more years. If we do manage to get, you know, like past the climate change thing, which we probably won't. I think it's, we're going to just make it to where the planet is just terribly hostile against us. And it doesn't have to be a flood that kills us all. You know, it's not going to be like, it doesn't have to be the weather. The weather obviously is going to be miserable. But the fact that the planet's warming, you know, we've talked about this before, like you've got the fungus that are adapting to our body temperature. And once they adapt to our body temperature, we could just all be wiped out by fungus. Maybe not in the same day. Well, that's why we made this pool. I know. Because we have no idea. Right, we have no idea, but there are so many possibilities, it's almost impossible that one of them won't happen. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a safer bet. It's, yeah, yeah. it's still collecting it that's the problem. It's always collecting it that's the problem. It's, I have the same problem with just about everything else. Oh, so I got my... um. Oh. I don't know how much. Congratulations! Ins- yeah, you, got, you finally got it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't. I was thinking, was like, like I thought maybe somebody would care that I had my some of my solar issues worked out. I've been struggling with new batteries and charge controllers and my solar water heating system and all this. And it occurred to me that I haven't really talked about that on the podcast, and nobody fucking cares. That's what came to me when I said. Well, I mean, I'm sure people care, but I don't think we have talked about it on the podcast, but we certainly can. It's a lot of technical bullshit. It's your podcast, too. Well, I understand. It's just a lot of boring (laughs) stuff for the average person who isn't into all the technical, you know, stuff that goes with how do you, you know, charge batteries from solar panels. And, you know, you can't just hook the solar panels up to the batteries because that would just cook the batteries at some point. Um, you've got charge controllers that manage the batteries, manage the input to the batteries, and you've got, you know, all these other things. So anyway, I'm finally, I've, I bought new batteries and they're completely different than the old batteries. The old batteries were the, 
you know, golf cart batteries, the deep cycle flooded lead acid batteries that you just big and heavy and dangerous and shitty for the environment, big and heavy and simple. You know, you don't realize how simple they are until you buy lithium batteries. Lithium batteries sound like they should be simple. Like, well, well, they're just batteries, right? No, no, no. Because they're so sensitive to over, you know, discharging and overcharging and charging too fast or whatever, they've got a built-in what's called a battery management system in the battery itself. So the battery itself... That's, that's a bad sign to begin with. Yeah, well, right? the battery like has... battery comes with a management system. Yeah, it uh, has Why built does it in. need one? <laughs> exactly. That's but it, suspect. But, it, well, it's it's a conflict when you've got... Your charge controller is essentially a battery management system for a simpler battery. Your charge controller's job is to, you know, hold the battery voltage at a certain voltage for a certain amount of time and then drop it back to what's called a float voltage for the rest of the time. And the whole point is to keep the battery at a certain voltage so that it's fully charged, but not overcharged, right? And that's what I hate being overcharged. Yeah. Oh, well, since you bring up overcharging, I don't know if you heard, but the, um, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau or whatever the fuck it is, I think it's that, I think it's CFPB. Got knocked, got knocked down a peg again today by the appellate court. The uh, the the um, payday lenders and stuff okay. have been really annoyed because the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, <laughs> has been busting their chops and regulating them and trying to keep them from overcharging and ripping people off. Yeah, and good. Of course, they have gone to court and said, look, we deserve to overcharge and rip people off, and they have no right to stop us. <laughs> and today, the courts agreed with them. Awesome. I know, I know, which, uh, which is why we need battery management systems. They have nothing to do with each other, but, you know, it's all about regulation. <laughs> so, so it turns out that the CF. PB was designed by Congress to be politically well they they are part of the federal the the um the Fed the what is it called the the, the interest federal rate reserve the Fed? federal reserve bank they're funded by the federal reserve bank they get their money okay. from the federal reserve bank they right. are independent of a congressional budget they're the illuminati you know that right well of course they are right but the CFPB was set up so that the so that the Congress, depending on it was Republican or Democrat, couldn't interfere with their operations. They were supposed to be See? the protectors of the <laughs> consumer. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Well, the court ruled that that's not constitutional because if you're not funded by Congress, then you're not controlled by Congress. And who the fuck are you if you're not controlled by Congress? Like, well, that's the Federal Reserve. Well, we don't care. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Okay. Yeah. And see what it is, is the payday lenders can lobby Congress to get Congress to shut these fuckers down or to pass laws to limit their authority or whatever, but they can't lobby the CF, the Fed, right? The Fed doesn't have a political, there's no lobbying the Federal Reserve Bank. Right. Hell, if there was, I'd be lobbying the fuckers. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so so anyway, this has now been deemed as unconstitutional regulation, and that they're working outside of the law, and and you know we can't have this. We can't have you know any any institution that's just designed to protect consumers and isn't beholden to our political right deadlock limbs yeah. deadlock. Yeah. yeah, I mean we can't get anything done politically, right? So. So there it goes. If you were counting on any kind of uh, financial protection from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, you're out of luck. Because the and out of money. Yeah. Well, at least you'll be paying usurious interest rates anyway. I personally, I I understand the need for someone like a payday lender, but I hate those people. I fucking. Oh, I mean, they are the scum of the fucking earth. They're every movie you've ever seen with a loan shark. That's them. Yep. They don't give a shit about anybody. They'll take anything you've got to to get their money back, and they will fuck you over. And it's not just their their money they take back. They take back. Don't ever get a loan, a payday loan, because they will not just. I mean, every month you're going to get worse off. Like you just yep. next month you're going to need a payday loan sooner, and pretty soon you're going to be basically just broke because they just take your whole paycheck for interest, not just, you know, repayment. So I've done it a couple of times when I've had to. Yeah. Well, you know, how it can be a vicious cycle. No, I know. I'm saying I'm agreeing with you 100%. I'm yeah. not defending it at all. Like I, it's made me really nervous <laughs> and I had to work to get out of it both times. Yeah. It's, it's kind of uh, equivalent to the problem of like, if you can't pay your water bill on time and then they charge you a late fee or your phone bill on time, they charge you a late Mm -hmm. fee. Like, how is this helpful? You already couldn't pay the damn bill. And then they add 30 bucks onto the bill because you couldn't pay the bill. It's like, well, this isn't going to help. Right. But in this case, they just keep saying, that's fine. We're just adding, add charges. That's fine. We'll add some more charges. And eventually they take your car or your house or whatever you got. Yeah. Yeah, Well, essentially you're signing your paycheck over to them. So at some point they'll just take your whole paycheck. Yeah. I'll just be like, well, okay, we were going to give you part of this, but now, you know, it's gotten to the point where you're a little far behind. So we'll just take the whole thing. Yep. No, I, 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 I just, to me, that is so, that's like the epitome of what's wrong with capitalism. Because, you know, I've bitched about capitalism a thousand times on this podcast, but capitalism is a wonderful thing when it's a motivator. You know, when it's, when it helps people, incentivizes people to, to do great things, then it works. But when it's totally unchecked and unregulated and there's no social responsibility involved, and the only thing you care about is I've got money and you don't. So, you know, it's like it's like when you're in a desert and you've got a quart of water and nobody else has water, right? You can charge whatever you want for that water. That's good capitalism, yeah. right? You'd be stupid to give the water away. You'd be stupid not to take everything those people have. You're like, look, you're going to die without this water. So, you know, I'm going to take thousands of dollars worth of jewelry and everything else. Anything you have, I'll take because, hey... You're going to die without the water. Right. That's good capitalism. You'd be stupid not to take everything you could. But that's not responsible. That's not ethical. And, you know, capitalists are like, what are you talking about? Ethics, right? <laughs> ethics doesn't come into the bottom line. There's no there's no dollar value for ethics. He with the most toys wins or whatever. 
Yeah, well, when we talk about the the monopoly analogy, once you have you know all the money, the game's over. My monopoly analogy was always uh, that's hard to say. Monopoly analogy was always um, we're going to play monopoly, and I'm going to start with like a million bucks, and you're going to start with a thousand. Right, we're going to go <laughs> see who wins. Yeah, well, not only that, but once the game, once you get to the point where they have no money left and they still have to pay rent, you don't stop the game there. Right. You know, because this isn't a fucking game. You don't just go, oh, well, let's start over. Let's redistribute the cash and start over. Or let's just go home and live our happy lives. No, this is not a game. When you're out of money and you still have to pay rent and you still have to eat. You still got to go around. Yeah. You have no choice. We should should invent the next level of Monopoly. We can add that to the game, you know, where once you're out of money, you can get a loan. Exactly. You can get a loan. For like 700,000%. You can start going further and further. Well, even if it's Mm -hmm. 20%, it doesn't take long. I mean, 20% is a high interest rate. People... People don't realize when they get that credit card that says, "Oh, if you don't pay your, you know, credit card off, you're going to be charged seventeen percent." Well, it's like sounds like a good deal because we've all gotten used to that credit cards. It's like the normal interest rate, right? And mm-hmm. and let me tell you, if you have any decent amount of debt, that seventeen percent will double it in no time at all. <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't matter how much debt you have; it will double in a few years, right? It's just, of course, if you have more, then it's harder to make a payment big enough to make a difference. But um, if you only have a small amount, you can pay it off. But the point I'm getting at is, is it seventeen percent compounded? You know, is more than seventeen percent annually. And if you wait for a few years, that becomes a hundred percent. Right. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, I bought a Jeep. Um, I love my Jeep. I do not. I did not regret buying it. It was forty five hundred bucks, and it was when I start, first started with IBM. I, I had money to burn, burn. but um, I paid fourteen and a half percent interest on that loan, and I probably paid double what I borrowed for that Jeep. Yep. But I was happy because I really wanted that Jeep, and it wasn't a terribly. I mean, if I'd have bought a twenty thousand dollars vehicle at that rate, I'd have been screwed because I'd never. I'd still be paying for it. Um, but people don't realize because most people don't have a really good head for math. It amazes me when I talk to somebody, and they're telling me how they've got this payment or that payment, and and they're paying you know towards this. Where I'm like, well, you need to be paying you know the whatever you're paying the most interest on, you need to pay off first, right? And exactly. they'd be kind of like looking at me like, oh, I didn't think of that. I'm like, really, are, is this really difficult? Like, is this hard? I understand that not everybody's good at like doing the math in their head, but there's certain concepts to me that are really basic. And we're not teaching people basic. I mean, we're teaching them math, right? But we're not teaching them applied math. We're not teaching them, the, this is like financial, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, Basic, fundamentals, yeah, fund, fundamentals of managing money, basically, you know, yeah. um, because it would help a lot of people if they were, you know, like for instance, let's say they decide I'm gonna go buy that TV because it's on sale. Like, well, okay, so you're getting twenty percent off the price of this TV, but you've got this much debt already, and this is gonna add to it. It's gonna extend out your debt for another year. That means you're gonna pay on this debt you have. You're gonna pay for this TV like twice. 
that 20% off means nothing. You know, and you just wait until you paid down your credit card and then you'll get a better deal on that TV. Right. But people just don't, you know, they just don't have that that basic understanding of how this is going to work. So, I mean, when I was young, I just borrowed money for everything because I thought, oh, this is cool. I can just get what I want now. And I think that's the other, you know, I think you may have to learn that the hard way. You, some, you know, at some point you're just going to have to learn that getting what you want now doesn't work out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if anybody wants Be financial advice you for, you just might get it. Yeah. If anyone wants financial advice, don't spend money you don't have because you may not ever have it, or you might need it for something else. <laughs> you know, you just don't know. Like you go off and you go, Oh, I'll just buy this new television. And then, you know, a month later you find out you need a set of tires for the car and you're like, well, wait a minute, I don't have any money. Well, you would have had money or you would have been able to, you know, put that the tires on the credit card and not be buried alive in debt if you hadn't bought the TV that you didn't need, right? Well, on the other side of that is the, what's the, I'm trying to remember that guy's name, rich dad, poor dad guy. But anyway, those type people will tell you if you're going to borrow money, you invest that money in right. something business-oriented or whatever. Or you're going to get a it. return that's bigger than what you're paying. Exactly. You're going to outpace your interest. Yeah. So basically invest in oil. Yeah, that could work. Or <laughs> Well, right now that's probably going up. Um, so, yeah, the... Um, or if it were the late 70s, you'd invest in Apple, you know, something like that. It's so I, you know, I've, I've probably talked about that. I have a pretty frugal lifestyle now, but the thing about my life now, I'm very comfortable financially, very comfortable. I do not make a lot of money, but I don't need a lot of money. And the, one of the reasons why I don't need a lot of money is I do not spend money that I do not currently have. I don't borrow money for anything. And it's amazing when you're not borrowing money, you're not paying late fees and you're not, you know, having to you know, well, having to make any loan payments. It's amazing how cheaply you can live. You know, people people making double what I make don't have the flexibility in their finances that I have. Right. Because they're paying interest on everything they buy. Yeah, and then and I... And to bring this around, that law or the court, whatever you were just talking about earlier, is going to make it that problem even worse because they just said you can have a free for all and charge them however much you want. Yeah, pretty much. And then the other thing I want to say about my finances that, that because I have a little extra money and I need to spend it on something because putting it in the bank isn't doing me any good. I invest in things like solar power. So I end up cutting down my future cost of things like electricity and whatever by investing in my own power production now. I mean, it costs me money, right? It's obviously there's an upfront investment. But since I have the cash, I'm not borrowing money. I'm just paying for things, you know, paying out of, out of pocket. Uh, money that would just be sitting in a savings account earning 1% interest when inflation is, you know, 7 or 8%. Um, I just, you know, I just figure what the I'd hell. I'd be surprised if you got 1%. I think I get like... I'm getting more than 1% right now. I'm getting close to 2 what? Yeah, I get a variable interest rate on my savings account with a, with a bank that actually pays real interest. 
I think I get like a quarter of a percent or something. Well, if you have a lot of money in savings and you want to invest it, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'll tell you after the podcast, I don't want to do any promotional stuff here. I know once in a while I do promote stuff, but not banks. Okay. Banks don't deserve any kind of promotion. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is a, there is a way. Well, I don't know that I have any enough in savings for it to make a difference, but anyway. Yeah. Well, I get like, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 bucks a month in interest on my savings account. So. It's something. It, it's not enough to keep up with inflation. It's something. It's just the idea that the, the idea to me is if I can invest in this, you know, like more solar panels, and I can cut my electric bill down by twenty bucks a month. It's not necessarily going to pay off the investment for like another ten years. But if I had the money anyway, right? It's not really costing me anything. It's like it's 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 a number on a balance sheet that went down. Right. It's not costing me as in I'm still eating, I still have enough income to pay the bills, it doesn't matter. And and now I have this lower electric bill for the rest of my life, right? So it's just the idea that in the future when the time comes that I'm really strapped, I won't have to go, "Oh, geez, I can't afford to pay the electric bill," right? That's the idea. Just to keep to keep the future bills down because right now I have no issues and so I'm just planning for it. Really, I mean, at the moment, if I invest like I just spent six hundred bucks on a new charge controller because of these new batteries, and I decided I wanted something more modern, there's no fucking way I could justify that just based on saving ten bucks a month of my electric bill. Not in the not in the immediate future, right? Right. But it will eventually be worth it. So. <clears throat> and of course it's also my my solar is partly a backup power system so it's it's also for emergencies it's not just for for saving energy it's it's the idea that if we have a power outage I want to be able to have some power right. my sister just had a power outage today and she was like yeah I had to go out and rake the yard because because I can't believe how much stuff doesn't work when the power goes off I'm like yeah it's nice to have some power <laughs> even if you're just doing the basic stuff you know like listening to the radio so you can keep up with what's going on when the, you know, storm's coming in or whatever. Yep. And having light. Light is another thing. You know, you take light for granted. You walk into a room, you flip a light switch, and when the power's off, you still keep flipping switches. I don't know if you've ever done that. The power's oh, off, you yeah. walk in, you flip the switch, and you're like, oh, that's right, there's no power. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Why is it so dark in here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I really like to be able to power up some of the house just to, to have that, you know, a little bit of a... Uh, it's comforting, you know. You're not sitting in the dark with a candle, right? Um, plus, you can charge your phone. You can. It amazes me how many people, um, within a day or two of the power going off, are like, "I need to charge my phone." I'm like, "Don't you have a car charger? Can't you just plug it in the cigarette lighter in your car?" I mean, how hard is this? <laughs> but anyway, uh, we have. Maybe gone. they don't have a phone charger. I didn't for a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe they don't. Um, but it seems like something you'd want to have. If, of course, I don't know. If maybe people... they don't even have a car. Well, there's... what about the what about the homeless people with cell phones? How are they supposed to charge them? Life is hard, <laughs> but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse. Well, time. Life is hard, but it could be worse.